The Lord be with you. Our reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, As the Father loves me, so I also love you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy might be complete. This is my commandment. Love one another as I love you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I no longer call you slaves because a slave does not know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have told you everything I have heard from my Father. It was not you who chose me, but I who chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. This I command you, love one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Over a period of 376 days, but who's keeping count, my three brothers got married, my sister got married, and I got my first two nephews. And because it's never a dull moment in a big Irish Catholic family, the last 10 days included a baptism, a wedding, and a birth. In my family, there are two certainties in life. There are going to be a lot of children and there's going to be a lot of going to church. And that has happened a lot in my family this year. And it's been wonderful to see my brothers and sisters get married, to see them start their families and their new lives together. It's a tremendous blessing. And especially for those of us who have seen that in our own lives and in our own families, we can uh, accord with that. In particular, the beautiful thing for me has been to see how my brothers and sisters this last year have truly been transformed by love by putting their value not in what they get out of the world, but investing it in someone, something greater than themselves, they become better. They become the best and closer to the best possible version of themselves. In particular, my sister who led this all off last year when she got married at the end of April and then got pregnant right away and had a baby, it's really cool to see how much she has changed and her life has changed. Simply in response to the love that she has in this world for her husband and for her son. That she has changed so much. She's always wonderful. We're complete opposites in almost every single way, in especially in terms of looks. She's very good looking. Um, <laughs> it's really cool to see how much in just a short period of time, by investing in simple things, her husband and her son, she has grown. She has blossomed. She has become this wonderful, beautiful woman 
in Christ and in her family. And this is exactly what Jesus is trying to tell each of us today. No one has greater love than to lay down his life for his or her friends. This is the greatness we are called to live. It's a sacrificial love. It's a love that is a choice. It's a love that is an action. It's a love that is a total and perfect gift. The Lord exemplifies this for us. He doesn't just say this. He shows us how this works itself out. He shows us how to choose love. He, remember as St. John says, who is love. So when Jesus acts, love acts. When Jesus chooses, love chooses. And what does love choose? Love chooses to become one of us. Love chooses to be poor and simple. Love chooses to serve. Love chooses to suffer and die. Love chooses to rise from the dead. Not for love's sake, but for the sake of the beloved. For the sake of the one who receives that love. So love is simply not just something passive. It's not just a choice that happens and then over time it works itself out. It's also a choice in an action. Love chooses to become one of us and then love chooses to serve, to honor, to build up, to encourage, and sometimes even to challenge. And as a result we see the culmination of love is ironically death. The complete gift of self. Jesus is his best self, his most loving self, when he completely gives away his life. When he gives it not for himself, but for the other which is us, and the capital O other which is God. And this is the example we are called to imitate, to find our greatest self in each other and the other, the Father. But Jesus loves us so much, he gives us this beautiful example of friendship to show us the way forward and to help us in our own relationships, especially broken and damaged relationships. He says that I no longer call you slaves because a slave does not know what his master is doing. I call you friends because I have shared with you everything. And so friendship requires intimacy vulnerability, sharing, and even challenging one another. It is a choice. It is an action. It is a gift. The, the philosopher Aristotle talks about three different types of friendship. He talks about the delightful friendship, the useful friendship, and the virtuous friendship. And if we honestly assess ourselves, and I have to challenge myself on this, are our friendships virtuous? Are the most intimate ones virtuous? We can easily see the delightful ones. We all have that friend who is wonderful as a party, but will probably not be there when we're in need. Or we have that other friend who will give you his or her shirt off his back, will do anything for you, is quite useful, but your values completely run parallel to each other. What we're called to in friendship is, as Jesus says, to share everything to be of one mind and one heart, to be walking together to the same goal. This is virtuous friendship. And this is the friendship that changes the world. And this is the friendship that is absolutely necessary in our Christian lives. There was a recent survey I saw, and it was about loneliness. And the loneliest generation, the loneliest group that was surveyed 
was the youngest. Those who are 18 to 22 years old identified that almost 42% of them said that I feel isolated and alone. That was the first time in the history of this poll that, the young, that any other generation than the oldest identified as the loneliest. And so what does that say? We have to look and be honest and see that so often we allow, especially in this great amount of connectivity we have, to be satisfied with the delightful and the useful friendships. But the Lord doesn't call us to that, nor does our happiness lie there. Our happiness lies in the virtuous friendship. When we give our hearts, when we give our complete selves to someone, to something greater than ourselves, than me, than number one. Jesus says to us today, remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love. Be a good friend. Build a few deep, impactful, meaningful friendships. And you will know God's love. You will remain in His love. And you will set the world ablaze in the love, the goodness, the beauty, the truth, and the fire of the Holy Spirit, which will be imparted on the church and is imparted on the church in a few weeks at Pentecost. We all know what it's like to have a friend to have another self where we can share everything and sadly more and more know what it's like to not have that. Be a friend. Find yourself in giving yourself to others and remain always in the love of God. Love itself. Love that never fails. Love that always builds, always loves.